Have you ever wanted to start your own podcast? Maybe like the Bruce Cruise Podcast? Then I have to tell you all about Anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast. And the best part, it's free. That's right, free. Anchor sports a plethora of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor distributes your podcast for you. So your voice and experience can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. One of the coolest parts, you have the option to make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor.fm to get started on your podcast today. All right. Hello, Bruiser Nation, and welcome to another fine edition of the Bruise Cruise Podcast. I am your host, Jason Bruiser McCarthy, and today we're going to be taking a look at the pay-per-view, The Bash. Yeah, folks, at one point in time, the big old E dropped The Beach from The Bash at the Beach, and I'll be honest, it sounded weird, but I'm going to steal it. Welcome to Episode 5, The Bruise Cruise Bash. We are going to look at two particular matches from this show. The first one, Chris Jericho, the current Intercontinental Champion, versus Rey Mysterio, and Rey put his mask on the line. Chris Jericho had spent weeks, I'm telling you, weeks trying to get that mask removed from Rey Mysterio. He actually snagged the Intercontinental Championship by removing the mask in a pretty slick spot. You had Rey Mysterio going for the 619 and Chris Jericho just snagged his mask right off his face, causing Rey to cover up. And that's when Jericho scored the 1-2-3, becoming the nine-time Intercontinental Champion. It's always great to watch Rey Mysterio and Chris Jericho wrestle. Those two have known each other from humble beginnings in WCW. Every time these two step in the ring, it doesn't matter how far the time span was. It'd be six months, three years. They knew each other so well that they could just have barn burners every time they got out there. And Ray was busting out some moves on this one that I forgot he used to do and were much easier for him to do and make look good. He did a, a double springboard moonsault right at the V of the corner. You guys know what I'm talking about, That where the turnbuckle meets. He, like, he, he was on the outside. He springboarded off one, bounced into the other, and then did a moonsault. That was pretty sweet, and it looked crisp. This is when Jericho was in his save me stage where it was all about him. Egotistical, huge, forget the fans, whatever. And there was a lot more yelling involved in in Chris Jericho matches uh, back then. He was always yelling something, especially early on, trying to get the crowd into the matchup. And when I say they really knew each other, they really knew each other. I mean, that springboard code breaker reversal that uh, Jericho and Ray did. When Rey Mysterio went for the springboard crossbody and burst it into the code breaker, I mean, I mean, that's something you can only do with someone you trust and is supremely talented. The height that Rey Mysterio got to take that code breaker, which he basically kind of took it right in the chest by the way it looked. It was more of a chest breaker than a code breaker, but it still almost got the job done. And I've never seen anybody body slam somebody on the top turnbuckle. That was kind of funny by Chris Jericho onto Rey Mysterio. And that's why relationships in wrestling can be so important. Yeah, you can have great 
great matches with guys you don't get along with. Sure, you're professionals. But man, friends, you just try stuff. You just do stuff. You go out there and you have fun. And you can always tell when the wrestlers in the ring are having fun. It shows in their work. And oh my god, I can't believe it. I saw Rey Mysterio, not once but twice, Hurricane Rana Chris Jericho. Oh, but he tried for it a third time. That didn't work out for Rey. Once again, Chris Jericho, third time's the charm, countered a Hurricane Rana into the walls of Jericho. It's really hard to do the Hurricane Rana to Chris Jericho. I did allude to it a little bit before. These two just create absolute magic together in that ring. And the ring psychology that they used for this match is just as important as the counters and reversals and pinfalls and big moves. The feud was more than just for the Intercontinental title. It was personal. Jericho personally wanted to be the guy to make Rey Mysterio take that mask off forever. And we all know Rey Mysterio. He's not all about that. That was really personal for him too. That mask is everything to him. And I think WCW did him wrong when they made him take off that mask. But that's a topic for a different show. What I mean by the psychology is Jericho was ripping at that mask the whole time. And Ray had to keep adjusting for it, which always makes things interesting. But here's the thing. Ray Mysterio is no dummy. He used his brain this time to counteract Chris Jericho because he did rip the mask off and take the title from him. Ray wore two masks. The finish? Jericho pulled off the mask. Thought he had it in the bag. Ha ha, I got his mask. Nah, Ray was smarter than that. He was wearing two, which led to the 619 and the top rope splash. One, two, three. Ray Mysterio is once again your Intercontinental Champion. And before I skipped to the, the world title match that I'm going to cover on this show. I, I watched their little Raw recap from the week before. It was pretty weird to see Trump on WWE TV. And I will say this, it is a damn shame that we as a country elected a president that used Pro Wrestling 101 to win the election. I love pro wrestling, guys. But this is the United States of America. This is a country. This is not high school. We need to sit back and think before we cast our votes because let's be honest, I'm going to be frankly honest. I like my politics like I like my religion. I don't care what party you are. I care about the person that you are, the things that you have done to improve communities. I'm non-denominational. I'm not going to hang my hat with anybody, but I've been burned too many times or seen people burned too many times by people that say one thing and do another. It is time we ask for more from our elected officials and the places where we choose to worship. Don't bait and switch us. Don't lie to our faces. Why don't you tell us what you're really going to do? Don't pander to us. It's ridiculous. In America, we're smarter than that. You need to start looking through that crap. And this particular rant has been proudly brought to you by Anchor.fm. Have you ever thought of making your own podcast, perhaps like the Bruce Cruise podcast? Well, visit Anchor.fm.com today. They have all the tools, sounds, and music you need to start your own podcast. And now we have come to our main excursion of the episode. CM Punk, Jeff Hardy for the World Heavyweight Championship. CM Punk had just taken the world title from Jeff Hardy by cashing in Money in the Bank after that hellacious ladder match between Jeff Hardy and Edge at Extreme Rules, which I did cover here on the Bruise Cruise Podcast, Episode 4. I told you I love ladder matches. This was actually the first singles match between Jeff Hardy and 
CM Punk. There were some brutal spots in this one. Jeff went for his poetry in motion on the outside by jumping off the steps. CM Punk was on the barricade. Well, CM Punk moved. Hardy hit that pretty hard. I don't know if that caused him to be slow or what, but we'll get to that in a minute. And I do miss watching CM Punk wrestle. He was so brutal, but crisp and stiff, but never hurt anybody. That's a fine line to walk and not all of the guys can do it. A lot of them can, especially now, but back then there weren't a lot of guys that could walk that fine line and not piss people off. And CM Punk was one of those guys that could give it as well as he could take it, but he would also, he was skilled enough to make it look like he was really really connecting like a lot of the guys do now that use MMA in their arsenal. They learn how to make it look stiff because they know how to do it properly. And like I said, Jeff Hardy was a little bit slow in this one. I, I talked about it, you know, right just a couple seconds ago when he hit that barricade. I don't know if that caused it or if he was still feeling it from that ladder match because he was just off. He was slower than normal. He was gassed really quick. I didn't pay a lot of attention to the dirt sheets back then. Like I really don't now. So I don't remember if this was the middle of his addiction problems or not, but he, he didn't look like Jeff Hardy out there. He was slow and sluggish. Honestly, he looked beat up. I don't think it had anything to do with his addiction problems, not, not the matchup itself, but he just looked beat up. Like he probably shouldn't have been out there. He probably should have taken another month off because that ladder match was brutal as hell. It was a really long finish, but it was a good finish. Jeff Hardy finally got CM Punk prone on the mat, able to deliver the Swanton Bomb, goes for the cover. One, two, three. Ah, bell rings. Crowd goes wild. But wait, wait, wait. The referee just noticed CM Punk's leg was under the bottom rope. So he started the match over. They start brawling. CM Punk pulls out an old Ric Flair with a twist. Fakes that eye injury to get the referee's attention. Backs into the corner. Now here's the twist. The referee turns around. Whack! CM Punk nails him in the back with one of those patented Muay Thai kicks, causing the disqualification. Jeff Hardy wins. But like I said, by disqualification. And so CM Punk remains your world heavyweight champion. And I don't think there is anything wrong with this match. I thought the psychology was good. It This was a very big precursor to what they would really get into when CM Punk would chastise Jeff Hardy about his addiction problems and his substance abuse. But this was an appetizer for it. I'm not knocking Jeff. He could have been beat up. I don't know. Wasn't there. Don't know him. But he looked, he just looked slow. All right, Bruiser Nation, I'm going to thank you one more time for tuning into the Bruise Cruise podcast and enjoying these excursions with me today, especially the Bruise Cruise Bash. See what I did there? And until then, Bruiser Nation, stay good, because I'm always good.